and welcome to the Liverpool Way podcast. As the big red roller coaster continues to run wild, Liverpool hit Glasgow Rangers for seven at Ibrox with six second half goals, atoning for a poor first half period where we once again conceded first. A crucial double from the brilliant Bobby, another goal for Darwin, a six minute hat trick for Mo, and a deserved strike for Harvey Elliott, who may have been our best player on the night. We haven't seen the Scots put to the sword like that since Mel Gibson in Braveheart, but at least the Rangers fans got to cheer that. <laughs> A little callback for the regulars there. I'm Chris Smith, and I'm joined by the editor at LiverpoolWay.co.uk, Dave Usher. We'll be going through all the goals and picking out the big moments before looking ahead to the Manchester City game at the weekend. Uh, Dave, can we forget the first half for now? There's absolutely loads to feel good about here. And it puts a <laughs> smile back on everyone's face, at least temporarily. Yeah, I'm smiling now, but it's from your intro with the, the Mel Gibson thing. That was class. Um, yeah, the second half was great, wasn't it? Uh, the, I know you just said not off with the first half, but I'm sure we'll get to it later. But uh, yeah, the, at half time, I wasn't, I wasn't happy at all. And then the second half, we just come out and just fucking pulverised them. Um, so it's like we've scored seven. We could easily have had seven last week when we played them as well. But for the goalkeeper uh, tonight, the goalkeeper wasn't in that kind of form a couple of the goals that went past them it's like mm, yeah you, you now you're looking like a 40 year old man there but um fully deserved second half outstanding a lot of good individual performances uh it doesn't particularly mean anything in, in terms of judging the team and if we're back or any of that nonsense you know it, it doesn't mean anything ahead of sunday other than and i think this is fairly important It'll give confidence to the players and players who needed it. Well, I say needed it. I don't know if Mo needed confidence or not. Mo's confident fella anyway. But he hadn't been scoring, so to come on and do what he did, I'm sure that's like that he's probably got more of a spring in his step now. Uh Bobby was absolute you said Harvey might have been our best player. Other than Bobby, yeah, maybe he was, but Bobby was just that was like rolling the clock back there. That was like, you know, Bobby from like the 2018, 2019, or those kind of years. He was just had that swagger about him. He was just everything he did, just that class written all over it. And he seems to be mm-hmm. enjoying himself again. Um, you know, it's not been a particularly good couple of years for Bobby, but he, he looks like, you know, he's got his, his form and his confidence. And I think it's quite significant as well the way um, Klopp's using him. You know, he's not starting him every game. You could have left him on to get his hat trick today, but he didn't. He's and it, because Bobby's got so many miles on the clock o- over the last few years, probably not done him any favors. And maybe it's maybe it's not a coincidence that he's been one of our best players this season because mm-hmm. he's not playing every game and he's not playing ninety minutes of every game. And you know he looks fresh and sharp and confident. And yeah, he was just a joy to watch tonight. I thought he, at the first half he was yeah. head and shoulders above everyone. Um, Obviously, he gets brought off midway through the second, but um, yeah, the first half he was he was by far our best player. Second half, it's a dilemma now, isn't it? Because I kind of want him to, I kind of want him to start on Sunday now. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But but what you do though, you see, because I think that what what throws a spanner in the works for me is if we're playing four four two, and again, I'm sure we'll get to this later. I think we probably will do because if we were going to switch back for Sunday, maybe we would have done that tonight as a, a like a, a dress rehearsal. Um, if you can call playing Rangers any kind of a dress rehearsal for Man yeah, City, sure. you know what I mean. More about what we do rather than what they do. Uh, so to stick with the four four two, if we do that, sure. I want Mo up front. I, I don't want him on the right. I, I think it's it's a waste of his talents putting him there. Uh, but if you're playing him up front, because you, you just want Mo in the box, you want him on the ball, in and around the box, let him do his thing with his quick feet, getting his shots away, dribbling, maybe win a penalty. You want him doing that there, you don't want him doing it like hugging the right touchline. So I want Mo up front, but then it's like, well, who's who's going to be the, the second forward? I mean, it's got to be Bobby on form. But I don't really like the idea of, of leaving out um, Nunez at the moment because I feel like let him keep playing and, yeah. and just get on a bit of a roll. But, it, yeah, it's tricky. You can't leave Bobby out. I mean, he's he's playing so well. He's got to play. So maybe you do play Bobby and Darwin and Mo plays on the right again or maybe we switch back to 4-3-3, whatever. But uh, the, there is options there, which considering sure. we've just lost Diaz, you know, it's at least... The, the others seem to be like, and I thought Jota yeah. was good as well when he came on. So at least the others seem to be in some kind of form, the forwards. So, uh, you know, the two young lads did well tonight as well. But again, mm-hmm. 
it's Rangers. So everything we said last week applies equally tonight. You know, it's Rangers. So you've got to just add that at the end of everything, every positive statement you make is you've got to add that context. But um, yeah, it was just nice to be able yeah. to enjoy a game, wasn't it? Well, I mean, I think half. you're definitely right about Mo getting in those goals being the biggest positive we can take away from that because traditionally he's a player that sort of does go through these mad on these mad runs of like consecutive games where he gets goals and then he'll have a little bit of a drought and people are starting mm. to oh, Salah hasn't scored for a while um, but to get a hat trick in like six minutes tonight it's his it was the fastest hat trick in Champions League history I'm not sure if that counts the European Cup or not it probably doesn't. Uh, and it's his 38th goal yeah, for us in the not. Champions League now, which means he now has more than anyone else in terms of goals scored for an English club. And he loves all that shit, doesn't he? He loves the little milestones in the record. So yeah. he'll be feeling great yeah. now. Three really good finishes tonight. And and I think he'll be feeling ready to do the business, really. And I just love the three goals. I mean, we'll go through them all probably individually, but I, I like the three goals and they were all very much Salah goals. That little toe poke finish after jinking his way into some space. Yeah. And then you had the nice fancy little bit of footwork where he stopped it and sold the dummy and just planted it in the corner. And then the third was like the classic Salah goal, wasn't it? The cut inside and curl it into the corner. Mm. And and for me, considering none of that stuff has been working lately, that's the thing I feel best about heading into Sunday in terms of the context of tonight's game. Yeah, same. I think that's the big takeaway ahead of Sunday. Um, the big story from tonight, like you know, mm-hmm. the, was was Bobby for me. But when it comes to Sunday and relevance to that, definitely Mo doing what he did. Uh, plus the fact he's only played what when did he come on? Twenty that. minutes to go, something like that. Uh, so he's going to be fresh and sharp. It's not going to be any legginess there or anything. So yeah, he should be. He should be flying on Sunday, hopefully. Thing is, I, I'm not worried about us scoring goals on Sunday. I, th- I think we'll score goals. That's not mm-hmm. any concern. The concern is what's going to happen the other way. And even tonight, like you know, the, not not the second half. I don't think Rangers did anything at all. Second half, we just completely smothered them. But uh, in the first half, you know, the spaces were there again. Like just worryingly. I mean, like the falling behind again. I, I'm not even surprised anymore. Like, you know, I was watching it with my dad and RL, and I said before the game, I was like, we'll, we'll concede first <laughs> and we'll win. Um, and I didn't say, I didn't think we were going to win 7-1, like, but I said, we'll, we'll concede first and we'll win fairly comfortably. Um, I knew we'd, we'd beat them because the, the golfing class is just huge. But the first half, there wasn't really much of a golf. It was a fairly even game. And the goal we gave away, it's just it's alarming, yeah. like, how much space there was. I mean, I, I don't want to blame any particular player because to be fair I don't really know who was, whose job it was to, to be in that space or whatever it's the easy thing for me to look at that is I'm like where the fuck's Hendo he was so far up the pitch Fabinho's over like challenging for the ball and he's deeper and Hendo's like really high up the pitch and then maybe uh, is Gomez covering across enough should Canate be watching on it? I, don't, I don't know who's to blame but I know that I think like, it's Cavalli that shouldn't the happen away so fucking cheaply like that yeah, there's that as there's that as well. You know, we, we we've got to really every time we give the ball away right. cheaply, we seem to be in trouble. So that's a thing you've got to just you've got to protect the ball better. But at the same time, that is going to happen during the game. There's going to be times when you give the ball away, and it shouldn't always result in like a big chance for for the other team. Which at this season, particularly, that seems to be the case. It's like every time we give the ball away cheaply. It's like two passes, and all of a sudden, like it's either a yeah, goal so or they're in on goal. It was so straightforward. Um, the worrying thing, yeah, the worrying thing there is like the the position that Arfield's in. You know, he's not playing up front; he's playing like off the striker, attacking midfield, whatever you want to call it. That's going to be Kevin De Bruyne yeah. in, in that space, picking the ball off. You know, in those situations, and that's the worry. We can't, We just can't be that lax. We've, we've got to tighten that up. But we've been saying that all season and we're not no, really tightening up, are we? No, I mean, that was evidence, perfect evidence of it there, whether it's the big hole in the centre of the field, the surrendering the ball cheaply. It's it's um, it's the same thing over and over again, right? It's not necessarily a different story. And yeah. kind of, I think, one of the most galling things about it is that like we used to score those goals like all the time. Like somebody just nips it off the midfielder's toes and then yeah. all of a sudden two passes and we're in. Um, so it's really frustrating to see it keep happening to us all the time. And, and you're absolutely right about um, Sunday as well. Um, and it was the 14th time in 20 games that we've conceded the first goal. <laughs> so, 
you know you were right with your prediction yeah. it wasn't necessarily like a bold prediction that you were making it's just what we're doing regardless of who no, we're playing no. good team or bad team you know bottom or top of the league we're going behind and giving ourselves a massive sort of um hole to climb out of and it was almost worse oh, I thought Gomez defended much better than Trent has been tonight but it was almost worse after 20 minutes with that hideous back pass gosh and we were mm. quite fortunate with that yeah what well, do you know I think you've touched on this before about about Gomez I think I'm more of a Gomez fan than you are but equally I can't argue with with the the, the fact that he has got a mistake in him pretty much every time he plays he has that one daft moment mm-hmm. whereas he actually had two tonight because there was the one in the second half when he got a yellow card when he, he he just didn't see the guy coming got caught in possession. In between those mistakes, he looks really good. You know, he's a, there's not so much to like about Joe Gomez, but fucking hell, he has always got that one moment in him, and he's, he's just got to cut that out. Because if he cuts that out, you know, the sky's the limit for him because he's got so much going for him. And I actually think I was never a, a fan of him at right back, but he won me over last season. I felt like he must have been yeah. working on it. You know, he really improved his crossing. His crossing just came from nowhere. All of a sudden, he was putting like really good balls in, getting some assists. He's done the same thing again tonight. It's a, it's a really good run forward. Inch-perfect pass to set up the goal for Bobby. Um, overall, he had a good game, but it is just a worry that he's got those mad moments in him. And if he's doing like a mad moment like that against City, then... You know, mm-hmm. they'll probably sure. make us pay for it. I mean, I did think there were some examples tonight of what we do get from him defensively in that position as well. There were a couple of times when Rangers were countering it and he sort of came across in positions that Trent might not have been in to, to cover. And yeah. I thought we did look a little bit short, as you say, like always it's Rangers, but like we did look a little bit more assured for his presence there. And obviously he's not, he's 10 yards further back uh, on the field than, than Trent would have been as well. So... I just felt like in the first half, it was just, we just struggled to get any sort of control on anything. It was sort of pinging around, like nobody really could get their foot on the ball and build anything. And um, yeah, I mean, gosh, I can't even remember when when we got the goal back. I think it was midway through the half, wasn't it? It, w- it was about yeah. six minutes after we conceded. It was fairly quick. I thought Costas didn't have a very good game tonight, and I don't think he's been playing very well since Robbo's been out. Um, at all but the the corner was yeah, fantastic blasted yeah. it in loads of pace and I thought it was an own goal initially but it just turns out it was an absolutely unbelievable header from Bobby from to, to get his head on that and direct it into the goal yeah it, the, the ball is it, when he thought he took that corner mm-hmm. he had like a little dummy run and then he checked, and I I thought at the time that was deliberate. I didn't think like that. Costas just started his run and then changed his mind. It was like, oh, sorry. I thought that was deliberate, maybe to see w- what their runners were doing. You know, like whether they were staying with with our players or if they were zonally marking. Or maybe there was just something that they wanted to see. And he's looked at it, and then he put that in. And that that ball is. I'm assuming that that's what he was trying to do. That's who he was aiming for, and it's ridiculously good. To, to, to land it on Bobby's head there at the pace that he's done it uh, but the header's decent but it's the way he holds off the defender to keep himself in position to make the header just absolutely outstanding um, and it was just what we needed because you want to hit back quickly after conceding but I also think as well when you get a goal like that it's like it's doubly deflating for the other team because Rangers will be thinking yeah we've got to watch out for like you know the it, We've got to watch like the you know the intricate passing around the box and and all that and you know we've got to watch when they're in possession. Watch these runners. They'll have they'll have been looking at stuff and saying this is what we've got to be careful of. So when you can see it from a corner, which like literally any team could have scored a corner against them. You know they could have conceded that against like a you know third division team in Scotland. There's nothing like out the ordinary or special about it. It's like if we'd have beat them with like a bit of great football and scored, you kind of just go. Oh, Okay, yeah, you got to expect that. But for Rangers to concede a goal like that, it's like it's so deflating because it feels so cheap. You know, you just that's not how you'll want to concede against Liverpool. So scoring quickly and scoring the way we did, I think that like that's going to take like a lot of the wind out of their sails. Um, but yeah, the rest of the second, their first half still wasn't particularly good. Like it was only the, Klopp said that I, I've only seen like a couple of quotes from him, but. He said, like, we showed the boys the spaces that they should be playing in. And if they do that, you know, they can really hurt Rangers, like, badly. And, yeah, they, they've obviously listened because they've come out and done exactly that. They were finding space, 
playing in dangerous areas. You know, we weren't like passing the ball around like for the sake of it. It was all like quick and incisive, and there was a purpose to what we were doing. And yeah, it was just great to watch. Mm-hmm. Hey, there's one thing I wanted to call you up on about um, Rangers' goal. You said on the pod on Sunday, "What's wrong with uh, keeping it tight for 15 minutes for a yeah. tough away game?" And Brownie goes, well, we'd concede after 16 minutes, wouldn't we? And uh, sure 16? enough, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 16 or 17. Well, I don't know if I'd class that as a tough game, to be fair. But, but yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, no. yeah. It's an away game. Yeah, the, the point stands. You do want to quieten yeah. the crowd and all of that. So, yeah. Yeah. No, it's Brownie's called that one, yeah. But and I, this is, just speaking of ahead, the crowd, sorry. I'm going to get this in now, because like, it may as well. You just mentioned like uh, tough away game, crowd and everything else. That fucking Rangers fans... Fifteen minutes to go or whatever it was, and the you know they show like outside the stadium, and there's fucking loads of them walking out. I'm like, hang on a minute. All I'm hearing is how great like the the, the fans are of the Glasgow teams. The Rangers have been sucking themselves off about like them being these amazing fans and all that. And the stadium was fucking empty at full time. Now, yeah, I know they've got beat seven one, but what are they expecting? Did they think they were going to go there and beat us? Were they genuinely thinking they were going to win that game? Because if, if they were, they've got serious delusions of grandeur. You know, I, I admit that, like, 7-1, the ones who left right at the end when it got to 6 or 7, okay. But, you know, some of them had left with 15 minutes to go. I'm like, yeah, you call yourself great fans and you do that. Now, maybe I'm opening up a can of worms here and I'm not particularly picking sides. Like you. No, well, the whole Celtic Rangers things, I don't care about either of them, like, but... There's no way Celtic fans would have fucked off. I'm just putting that out there now. I just no. do not see like Parkhead emptying like the, the way that did tonight. So I just I was staggered by that. I thought, hey, you, you go on about like what amazing fans you are, and you've just fucked off. You just walked out on your team like that. I was I thought that was shocking to be honest. Give him some credit, Dave. They are still they're still in deep sense of mourning. Yeah, aren't they? you know. Yeah. It's, it's not it's not been an easy month or so for for the Rangers fans. So. It could yeah. be. It could be like that. They're still paying their respects to Her Majesty. Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah. don't know. It, it just shocked me. That's all. I did hear them singing "Rural Britannia" though tonight, which is still just blows my mind whenever I, <laughs> whenever I hear them bust out something like that. Yeah. Did like, Did you um, Did you see the graffiti on the on like a wall by the stadium? I think it was. I just no. seen someone posted it on Twitter. Um, like graffiti on the wall. It's like, welcome you murdering scouse bastards. Oh, isn't that lovely? I'm like, well, hang on a minute. Well, what's your beef with us? <laughs> I didn't know there was beef with us. And they just said, Why are you graffiti in your own walls yeah, as well? <laughs> it's it's just weird, but we've already spoke about the weirdness of it all. I, I don't yeah. think I'll ever understand it. No, no. It's probably best to just let bygones be bygones and, and let them have it. And, you know, it's just something that it's a plight that we'll never understand. No. Um, so, second half, um, night and day, really. Um, we looked really lively straight away and um, the goal came 10 minutes into the half. Just a great little flick from Harvey, nodding it past the defender. Yeah. And Joe, exactly what we wanted to see from him. We've often bemoaned his inability to, not necessarily his inability, but compared to Trent, his inability to sort of break forward with the ball like that and deliver. But that was about as good as it could possibly be in that situation. Mm. Easy finish for Bobby. And, you know, we, we talk about we talk about this with Bobby, like... He's there in the position. He's there in, in to put the ball in the back of the net. And so often we've bemoaned the fact that he hasn't been in the positions to score um, because he's been playing so deep. But here he is, you know, driving on in the perfect position, finishing it, and, and we're ahead in the game. Yeah, and in some ways, his own unselfishness works against him at times because I don't think he he's asked if he scores or not. Like, you know, if the two goals that he scored, if Darwin had scored those goals tonight... And Bobby had assisted them or whatever. He'd have been just as happy with that, you know. Yeah. He's got no ego whatsoever, and I think that's probably done him no favors at times because people are criticising him for not scoring goals. But he's not really. It's not his mindset. I've got to score. I've got to score. I've got to score. He's not Mo. You know. Do you think it might be changing a little bit now? Though? Maybe. Seeing the team is struggling so much, and he's having to sort of, he's sort of stepping up to the plate a little bit and handling business for himself. Hopefully, he's getting a taste for it. But then you see. He's on a hat trick, and he just instead of like, like Mo would have been taking a shot all day, and the first thought in his head is, "Oh, I'm going to set Darwin up." Mm-hmm. So he's still just that his natural instinct is is always like, he'll he'll just play it to a teammate if he can't. He's so unselfish. But um, 
I mean, that assist, by the way, that was just glorious, wasn't it? Yeah, what a touch. A- absolutely ridiculous. Um, and yeah, I'm, I made up that Darwin got his goal, uh, mainly because it meant I could just really give it to me dad because he'd been moaning about him all night again. <laughs> so, like, yeah, that went in and it was his last kick of the game before he got subbed. So, nice. yeah, I was made up with that, like, just, just so I could, I could give me dad some back because he'd just been moaning about him again. He actually said, and there's no arguing with him, like I said, I was like, he was our best player at the weekend, and he went, that's because everyone else was shit. He said, they only look good because everyone else was so bad. I'm like, no, he looked good because he looked good. He didn't look good tonight, by the way. I don't. I wouldn't say that he played well tonight. Um, no. He wasn't awful, but he, he wasn't good. I was a bit disappointed until mm-hmm. he scored, and then thought, yeah, it doesn't matter how he's played now. At least he's got his goal. So that'll... Um, That'll help to shut people up for a while. And, you know, it's also worth pointing out, he started five games and he scored four goals. So, yeah, that's not bad at all. No, it's I not. Mean, this one wasn't in the corner, but it was more than good enough to beat our uh, Jim Layton in the, uh, the race <laughs> corner. Uh... <laughs> He looked, he looked older and older as that game got on tonight. He did. He, did. he looked ancient after one of Mo's goals went in. His, his face, I'm like, fuck, it looks like someone's put one of those like filters on him. Yeah. <laughs> and just aged him 20 years. Do you know that like that involuntary noise that people our age make now when whenever you just bend over or anything? Yeah. It's just like, ugh. <laughs> You don't even know he's doing it. I could just imagine like every single time he was going down for a dive, he was making all these involuntary noises and then having to use like his hands and all kinds to pick himself up, not springing up anymore. But yeah, he did he did look a bit old. But I um I wrote down in my notes here that Mo could have had a much needed goal from open play, um, which would have been nice ahead of the weekend. He he had the shot and it hit the inside of the defender's leg. It was clearly a goal bound shot. And then sure enough, um he gets three in the next six minutes. Yeah. Like, my goodness, that's yeah. some good stuff right there. It was a perfect game for him to go into, really, mm-hmm. uh, because the third goal kills it, really. That 2-1 Rangers are still thinking we'll get a chance at some point, we might be able to nick something. 3-1 killed them. And not just that, but you could see that the, the game had become a bit stretched and there was loads of space for us and that maybe the heads had gone down. Or, so it was it was a really a good time for him to come into that game. Um he had that chance. Who played that? Was it, I think it was Fabinho chipped a little ball over the top into, into his path. Might have been someone else. Uh, and he, like the the keepers, come out quick and saved it with his foot. But then after that, I mean, like you said earlier, the three goals they were all different, but they were all Mo goals, even though they were they were like different types. My personal favourite would be the one with the outside that were like the little toe poke, not outside mm-hmm. the foot, just the toe poke. Just because of like he made that look easy, but he wasn't favourite to get that ball when it was played into him. It's like he brings it down and then he just gets his body in the way so the defender can't do anything. So he, he gets like goal side of him and then just like the the early toe poke. Yeah, I just thought that was a that was a great goal. I mean, he's not above a toe poke, is no, he? No, no. Like he's probably like the best toe poke finisher in the history of the game. There's not many many people do it. No, no, but yeah, Mo Mo loves it, Tommy. I suppose it's like anything to avoid using his right foot. He'll, he'll just, <laughs> yeah, he'd rather just toe poke it than than actually hit it with his right foot. Yeah. But no, that was um, and if you do that, it's it, it, you're taking it early. The keeper's not really set. I mean, it, it actually was not far away from the keeper. It just went under his hand, but he probably wasn't expecting the shot as early as it came. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was a great goal. Uh, second goal. The second one, it's nice footwork. The way he's like, he's dragged the ball back and that. But when it went in, I was like, oh, has that been deflected? You know, how's that going in the way it went in? You know, I just feel like the keeper shouldn't be getting beat like that. And I think what's happened is he's just expected them to do like the trademark mo bending into the far corner, and he was expecting that, and then it goes the other way, and he's just caught on his heels and can't do nothing. And then the irony is, the next goal. He's too far over because he's just been beaten on that side and he's thinking, I'm not, not going to get beaten there again. So he's just edged across a little bit and then Moe's just bent it right into the corner. I mean, I don't think he's seen that. Anyway. It's gone in off the post. It was like mm-hmm. perfectly was, placed. Yeah, it's beautiful. But yeah, just a, just a clinic and finishing from Mo and, and just great for him to, to get back in the goals. Just perfect timing, really. Yep. And all three assisted by Jota as well, yeah. which is helpful. I mean, considering we just lost our... Arguably our most important forwards 
so far this season to a long-term injury. We've got Bobby scoring two tonight. We've got Darwin with two in two games now. Mo scored a hat-trick and Jota has assisted for three goals. So it's certainly not all doom and gloom in that department. No, and I think uh, me and Brownie talked about Jota a little bit on the last pod and Brownie said he's concerned about him. Uh, Mm -hmm. I've not really thought about it like that because... I feel like he's playing well since he's come back. He's looked quite sharp. There's, there's been like a lot to like about how he's played, but he hasn't scored since April or something like that. So that sure. that is definitely something to keep an eye on. But he looks like he's playing much better than he was at the back end of last season. So I'm not I'm not worried about Jota as such, and I think he's gonna probably he's probably gonna have to play on the left wing, isn't he? If if we if we're doing like the well whether we do the four four two or or if we play go back to 4-3-3 I think either way Jota's probably going to have to play on the left yeah. I think he'll he'll get the nod over Carvalho until you know he proves otherwise with his form if he doesn't take his chance then I think Carvalho will get that chance on the left if we, we persist with, with the way we're playing at the moment it's a funny one Jota though isn't it because I want him to get back to it's strange like it's almost like you're always trying to find a place for him but I want him to be back in that form where he's in the team He's in the team and he's your focus in that area, and like there's no choice. You have to play him because he's scoring every week, and he's sort of he's in that he's in that groove and everything. And I was definitely concerned in the back end of last season when he came from his injury because he was coming off the bench for 10, 15 minutes here and there, and then those games he was coming off the bench, he was fucking terrible. Yeah, he was. Like he was genuinely shit, a completely different player. But from what we've seen of him so far this season, I've felt more optimistic the more the more I've seen him, and I think. Um, yeah, you know, I I have any problems or I don't have any worries about him whatsoever. I think he'll come good mm. for us again, and um, he's going to be an important player for us in in the weeks to come because it's going to be loads loads of games, and and he's going to get a fair share of minutes. And yeah, I'm sure once he gets on the score sheet, they'll start flowing again. Um, so that's I mean that brings us up to six one. There's still nine minutes to go. We're still coming forwards, but I think for me, my favourite moment of the night was um, Harvey's goal and. I think it's the only time in the history of the game that a VAR delay has actually added to the savouring of a goal rather than taken away from it. Because that little moment where him and Mo were together and he's you know, he's crossing his fingers yeah. and he's doing the sign of the cross and everything. Because yeah. obviously it's a big deal to him. Yeah. It's his first goal in the Champions League for Liverpool and it's kind of just been taken away from him. And, and I was just delighted for him to get that goal tonight because I think he really, really deserved it. I think you're probably right. Bobby is was the one. But Harvey wasn't far behind. No, he was really good. Um, Second half, especially. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was neat and tidy in the first half. A couple of times he had the chance to play like a, a through ball, and he's not quite nailed it. And um, he had like a awful shot in the second half as well. But he was neat and tidy, and he looked sharp. He was busy. He was involved, and um, yeah, made up for him getting his goal. And with the delay, I think it did add to it. Because from the first replay, you knew it was going to be given, mm-hmm. so there wasn't yeah. any. Oh, this is going to get this allowed. It was like, yeah, this is going to this is going to be given. So you weren't like nervous about any of that. You know, you you knew the goal was going to stand, and you were just waiting for confirmation. So you're watching Harvey like that, and, you, and it's funny, but you're like, look, Harvey, you're all right. It's going to be given. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, it was funny watching him and Mo. Uh, but yeah, really, really good performance from him. I just don't know if. I see him as like long term, you know, playing wide like that. I just don't think he's quick enough. And you know what I was thinking when I was watching that tonight? Funny, like, it was um, RL was talking about Costas, and, and by mistake, he called him Tacky. And, 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 and that just reminds me, I was like, hang on a minute. We switched to 4 4 2. That would have been perfect for him to play like yeah. right or left. It, his big problem here was he just didn't really fit. You know, any of the positions that we played, he, he did well when he came on. You could see he was a really nice footballer. He had a goal in him. But there was no real set position where you thought he could ever challenge for it. And it's like, now we're, we're playing 4-4-2 and we're looking like, for who have we got who can play on the right or the left? And it's like a natural player. He would have been like a really good option for us to have at the yeah. moment. So, yeah, it's all about timing sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, yeah definitely is. Um, so, I mean, Harvey is... I really, I, I'm all in on Harvey. I really want him to be the player that I think he can be. I really want him to be that sort of like Phil Foden level breakout superstar. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like that good. Like he's clearly like a like a world class talent. I'm not sure he's kind of he's quite got it to go that far. Same with Cavalio. I liked I've liked what I've seen from him so far, but I just don't know if they're that 
level? Like, what do you think? I don't know. I think maybe, but it's going to come down to, like, what position? Is there a position where, like what I've just said about Minamino, really? It's like, well, what what position is Harvey Elliott? Ideally, you think, well, maybe he's a number 10, but we're not really playing with a number 10. And it's the same with Carvalho as well. You know, he's... he's um, he played number ten, and we can play in all different positions. But it's probably his best role was was when he played number ten. So mm-hmm. I just I don't know. I don't know like where they fit in long term. Whether they're going to nail down a, a a spot that really suits them. But they're both massively talented. I mean, you know, there's no doubt about that. And they seem to have like a good attitude. That like the other players, the other players seem to really like them. Which t- it always tells me a lot. Like you know, if they were knobheads, if they were a little bit too big mm-hmm. for the boots or whatever, you'd know by like the way the other players are. I mean, look, Mo seems to absolutely love Harvey Elliott. Yeah. And if he was a dickhead, Mo's not going to be wanting. I look saying that like Mo's best mate was Lovren, so <laughs> <laughs> I've just completely undermined my own argument there, haven't I? Yeah. But no, you know what I mean. It's like if if Harvey wasn't like a a good lad, you Mo wouldn't be like. You know, taking him under his wing the way he has and that. So, and they all seem to really like Carvalho as well. He's they they both come across really well in interviews and that. And yeah, I'm desperate for them to to both be amazing because we need that. You know that we mm-hmm. we've, we've got to get younger. And so we need that. And Curtis as well. Like so we need our young players to really kick on and become established players because then that's like if all three of them become like really good, then that's three less players that we have to buy, which means more money for you know players who we actually you know other areas what we need to strengthen if they yeah. don't make the grade that's three more players we're going to have to sign right they don't just need to make the grade as well they need to be they need to be amazing yeah, they need they do, all yeah. three of them to be at least two of them to be amazing yeah. where was Curtis tonight I thought he was going to be on the bench no yeah, Klopp said yesterday he's back in training but it won't be involved okay so I mean he's been back in training for a week so I'm not really sure why he wouldn't be involved, but he didn't say like he's had any kind of setback or anything. Maybe they're just being careful with him. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's one of those, isn't it, where where there's been multiple setbacks. You just really need to yeah. reset the clock on it and just and just you know give it all the time it needs. Um, one more thing I wanted to ask you tonight about concerning the midfield. What did you make of uh, Thiago's baldy head? I quite liked him with a little bit on top. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a fan. I was disappointed no. to see he'd gone back to that. I think it makes him less handsome. Yeah, but I think that about you know like he kind of looks like Mini Me with Fabinho, doesn't he? Now <laughs> him and Fabinho were walking off at the end, and it was like, oh no, that's not a look that you really want to be going for, unless you've got no choice. No, see, but you know that it's like it's like with the baldies. It's like when when you start going bald, then just go the full Fabinho, and sure. and it looks good. But if you don't need to do that, why would you? No. Why would you choose to do that? It's almost like Thiago's just like taunting everyone. He's like. Well, yeah, I, you know, I've 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 got like a fine head of hair, but you know, I can just I can just go bald whenever I want. And but if I want to grow it back, I will. Yeah. If I was My a baldy, I'd, I'd be right. pissed off. You know, if I was bald and I seen someone like Thiago doing that, it'd piss me off. Yeah, well, <laughs> my brother, my brother-in-law's busting my balls the other week about um, me being grey, and I'm the same age as pretty much both of them, and you know, I'd be grey all day before I'd ever. I couldn't countenance being bald. Yeah. It's, it's like my worst nightmare. I think <laughs> I love my hair. I've always been Same. keen in it. I know, like you and Jules, consider yourselves the the hair connoisseurs these days. But there's a time. There was a time when uh, I took. I would have taken that crown from the pair of you. Um, oh, that's anyway. a bold statement. Oh come on! I had straighteners. Yeah, you, you did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so. I mean that's that's all we have to say about that in the immortal words Forrest Gump. Um, all in all, it just it gets us into Sunday in a position where we may, we maybe aren't quite dreading it as much, or at least we have a little bit of respite between now and Sunday to to enjoy something and enjoy the game a little bit and start thinking about some of the things that were good instead of everything that sucked on Sunday. Yeah, it it doesn't change anything for our chances of you know getting something on Sunday, but. At least you know it's something for us to feel good about. It was enjoyable tonight. It's good seeing like players smile and getting goals and that. So it was much needed respite from the like the distresses and and misery that we've had. Um, doesn't particularly mean much ahead of Sunday, but I definitely feel better about it. 
just because I feel like, well, at least I think we can have a go at them and, and get some goals. I'm not any any more confident that we can keep them out. But I do think like, you know, we'll we'll give it a go and, and we've got goals in us. Yeah. We've got Robbo yeah, back as well. We haven't mentioned that yet. That, yeah, exactly. He was good, that was an, he was good when he came on. Point. Yeah, I thought he I thought he was good when he came on. Yeah. Didn't I mean he'll start on Sunday now, right? Surely. Yeah, I think so. I, I think there's a, a decent chance of it, yeah. You can subscribe to the Liverpool Way podcast on all the major platforms, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon or Podbean. Just search for the Liverpool Way, leave us a review and hit subscribe to automatically receive all new episodes. You can also head to liverpoolway.co.uk and grab a TLW season ticket for just £3 a month. There's tons of exclusive content, including match reports from every Liverpool game, weekly Premier League roundups, the TLW diary and access to the members only forum. Lastly, you can follow us on social media at the Liverpool Way on Twitter and at the Liverpool Way TLW on Instagram and Facebook. I mean, and we we have to sort of appreciate these moments as as well because we've won seven one tonight in a Champions League game, right? That's something that we should appreciate, regardless of it being Rangers. It's our first away win of the season as well. We haven't won away from home before tonight. Um, and there aren't that many games in the history of the club where we've scored like seven or more goals. I'm looking at the uh, this is Anfield here actually, and they've got like the 14 biggest Liverpool wins ever. And um, the bottom of the list is the eight nil against Stoke and the um, Besiktas one as well. Yeah. So you know, any time you can put seven past an opponent, and especially in the Champions League, is something to feel good about. And considering we don't exactly know whether we're going to be in the Champions League again next season at the current, you know, at the current rate. I guess we should just take a second to enjoy that as well because um, it's something we've taken for granted and we might not be able to for, for that much longer. Yeah, we should definitely like take a step back and think, you know, enjoy that. It, it was, as you say, 7-1 winning in the Champions League. It doesn't matter that it was only Rangers. Still in the Champions League by rights. You know, they deserve to be there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's we focus too much on like the the shit games and, well, I do anyway. You know, it stays with me for like a, a, a good while. So, yeah, sometimes, you know, you've just got to stop and smell the flowers. Yeah. I mean, one question for you. Are you smelling yourself after that? <laughs> no, no. And I think, like, we spoke about this. Going to retire that phrase. All right. <laughs> Definitely going to retire it now that, like, it's it's just it's not fun anymore because Arsenal are, 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 like, miles ahead of us now. I'm not going to... I'm still not willing to say that Arsenal are like anything special or anything like that, but they're fucking 14 points ahead of us at the moment. So yeah. I just want to say that, you know, you said about like not sure about whether we'll be in the Champions League next season. I'd be... I was thinking about this today, even like before the game. It's not a reaction to what I've seen tonight. I'd be staggered if we didn't get in the top four. I know, we've, I know we've been bad so far, but it's that's not going to last. I mean, it... There's so many reasons have gone into why we've we've been the way we are, and yet some of them are long term problems. That I'm not saying we're ever going to get back to what we were because I think th- those days are gone now. Like the, the the heights that we reached, we're not going to reach those heights again with this squad. Mm-hmm. But we're still better than pretty much everyone else in the league, and it, we've we've just got to settle down, and and, and like our our world class players have got to start playing like world class players. So I'm talking about like Van Dijk, Salah, Fabinho, Trent. Um, I could mention Hendo, but I don't put him in that category because I feel like he's naturally gonna slow down a bit. You know, he, he is older, and you can't expect Jordan Henderson now to be Jordan Henderson of when he was like 28. You know, that's not going to happen. But the others should still. I mean, Fabinho's only 28 now. You know, Virgil yeah. should still have years in him at the level he was. We've just got to get like our, our top players performing the way we know they can. And as soon as that happens, you know, we're not we're not going to go on like a a winning run of like where we reel off like 14 wins on the bounce. I don't think we're we're, we're going to be that level again. But I was looking at the fixtures that we've got coming up. Like before the World Cup, I'm looking at that and thinking oh, we should win. We, oh, City probably lose. Tottenham away will be tough, and the other games like well, we should win all of those, and that puts a, a different perspective on things because at the moment it's like we've only won two games and uh, we've only lost two as well, haven't we? But mm-hmm. we've had too many draws, and it's the performances that's not being great. We've not looked like us. That's not going to be the, the way we've been for these two months. 
is not going to be how we are for the entire season. No, it's not. I don't think that is either. But we've also given ourselves some ground to make up as well. Like we're currently, if you look at the top four now, we need to make up six points on Chelsea, 10 points on Tottenham, 14 points on Arsenal and 13 points on Man City to to overhaul any one of those teams. Yeah, well, so we have to... you target fourth and then yeah. once you get that, then you look at third mm-hmm. and then you look at second, don't you? I mean, we did it in the COVID season. Remember how far sure. back we were then? Yeah. And everyone had written us off then. I didn't think we were going to do it. Um but we ended up, I think we finished third. We didn't just get fourth. We, we overhauled fourth and ended up no. finishing third. So, I mean, there's only eight just, games gone. There's 30 games yeah. left. So I know it is like, a, it seems like a lot of points now. But we've fallen that far behind after eight games. You know, it used to say Chelsea don't go on a run over the next eight games where they only win two. And then all of a sudden, you, you claw that back. I mean, it, sure. it does, it looks really bad now. and But it is only eight games and there's, there's 30 games to go. So it is eight, isn't it? Is it eight or is it ten? Yeah, we it's ten points eight. to make. Yeah, we played eight games, so yeah. yeah, it looks bad at the moment. But we're not going to keep on playing like this. At some point, you know, we are going to get better. I mean, you can even argue that like there was signs against Arsenal that we were getting better. I mean, there was a lot wrong with it as well, to be fair. But there was there was a spell there, like probably like a good chunk of the first half where we looked good. And the second half is a totally different story. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying like that. That was a particularly good performance or anything. But the signs, you know, what we are capable of. We've just got sure. to find a way to stop conceding stupid goals. Yeah. I mean, I'm definitely. Don't get me wrong. I'm not writing it off by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just probably at about fifty-fifty as to whether we will, as opposed to you. I mean, you said you'd be staggered if we didn't get in. I think that's, you know, we'll do really well to get in the top four from here, considering the other teams up there are better than they were in the COVID season when we just slowly clawed it back and overhauled them. I think they're all on pretty good footings now and will be steadier. So it's going to be a more difficult climb for us. But um, it all starts on Sunday, right? Getting something from Sunday's game and continuing to build on tonight with a positive result. I think we would all happily walk away from Anfield on Saturday, on Sunday, sorry, with a draw. Yeah, I would. I would definitely take a draw if it was offered now. Yeah. Uh... I don't really see how we can win. I mean, that's, that's mad even saying that, but I don't see how we can win just because... Well, actually, I say that, but if, and and it's a big if, City are telling the truth about Haaland being injured and maybe he's a bit of a doubt. If he didn't play, then that changes things. And Yeah, I maybe could see us winning. But, you know, if, if he strolls out there on Sunday and, and like De Bruyne and Foden and they're playing the way they are, I just don't see how we can stop them scoring goals because we just look really vulnerable. Just like, I mean, look what Brighton did to us. You know, if Brighton are able to play through us as easily as that, and look what Napoli did to us as well. These teams are not as good as Man City, and they've completely torn us to pieces at times. So if they can do that, the only chance we've really got against City is if they have like a, a, a real off day and, and we mm-hmm. perform not necessarily at our best but close to it that's the only way we can win that game is if City don't really turn up bit of luck or you know a sending off or something like that you know something like that would have to something out the ordinary would have to happen for us to win this game I think because I just the, the, the areas where we're poor is the areas where they excel you know we're leaving gaps between like between like the the midfield and the defense or like between like the the center half and the fullback there's gaps popping up everywhere and nobody is better at exploiting gaps like that, just getting people in them and popping passes around than City. So that that's like the big concern for me. But I do think that we can hit them and we'll probably score, you know, at least one, maybe even more. Yeah. It could be one of those four three games or something right. like that. You know, we just need to keep the score out. down enough that we can <laughs> score enough to get enough from the game. Yeah, and ride like our luck stop a bit. The, right, stop them scoring three. <laughs> And then I think we have a chance of getting something from the game, right? Like, yeah. I think we could get like a we we could definitely score three against them because I mean you know they've um, they're not exactly super porous, are they? Like you can get at them and you can score against them still. So I mean I mean we'll see. I mean it'll, do you think we have to kind of maybe show them a different look, or do you think it's just sort of like batten down the hatches and do our best to not commit the cardinal sin and concede that early goal against them? I just don't think Klopp's got it in him to be cagey. Yeah, I, I just don't don't see that. You know, I think it'll just be we we live or die by what we do. And I, in some ways, I, I agree with it. 
because I don't think you've got enough time to work on anything else. You know, we can't just... If we, we were like... I think maybe like after the World Cup break, there's time there, you know, during that break with the players who we've got left. I know some will be at the World Cup, but there's time there if you wanted to, to change like the, the strategy, um, not specifically the formation, but just like the mentality and say, right, well, we're going to play like maybe 10 yards deeper when we lose the ball and we're going to drop off. We're not going to go press and try and win it back if you wanted to do that and i'm not saying he will but if you wanted to do it you've got time to work on it i don't think we could just say right we've got one training session like uh to recovery day tomorrow second recovery day friday so saturday is the only training session that they'll, they'll probably have and they're not going to go flat out because there's the game on the sunday there's not really any time to 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 work on something massively different i just think we'll we'll do what we do and you know just hope for the best and the good thing about tonight's result is everybody walks into Anfield on Sunday, uh, myself included, I'm over for this one, um, feeling a little better, right? Have a little bit more bass in their voice and yeah. um, we'll get behind the lads hopefully and, and roar us onto at least you know a good start in the game. We can just get ahead. If we can just fucking get yeah. the first goal and get ahead in the game, it changes the complexion of everything. Because the crowd's going to be really important because I, I said after the, um, what was the last home game? Yeah. Uh, was it was Brighton the last home game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought the crowd was shit. No, mm-hmm. it, it was like when it got to three three, you could just feel everyone was just like, oh, just deflated and like there was no defiance there, which which is what you associate with with Anfield in those kind of situations. It just wasn't there. It was like everyone was just sort of resigned to it because it's like we've, it's the hangover from last season combined with you know. Things have not been going well. People are questioning, you know, is this it for this team? You know, it we didn't strengthen enough and now it's caught up with us, all of that stuff. Just like the general, like, bad feeling around. And it's spoiled too, perhaps. Yeah, there's, there's that as well. You know, it, it, it's always more difficult when you've got these, like, big high expectations and all of a sudden they're gone and you're like, it, it just feels like shit, doesn't it? It's like if we'd have gone into the season thinking top four, you know, that's the realistic goals if you get in the top four. It wouldn't be as bad. But we had to deal with, like, we've lost the title already. You know, we lost mm-hmm. the title on the last day last season. So that's still, like, that wound's still fresh. And now it's like the title's gone already. You know, we're like a month into the season and we knew it's gone. So there is, like, that like sort of dark cloud hanging over everything. And I don't know, it's just like a sense of inevitability. Like, because we're just conceding goals and everyone knows it's coming. And so the Brighton game, the third goal went in and everyone was like, oh, fucking hell. And that was it. It was just flat after that. Now, if we concede first against City and and the crowd goes like that and just sort of like accepts, oh, we're going to lose this game. And I think that it, we can't do that. You know, the, it's it's going to be, the, the players need the atmosphere. They need that like supercharged downfield to just give them that extra boost because they're outmatched. They're up against the team who are like who are better than them right now, mm-hmm. and you know so every little edge. And I think in the past, Anfield is is had like it's had like the, the double effect of it's lifted us, and it's it's a it's impacted City and it's bothered City. It doesn't anymore. They're over that. City have come to Anfield and they've played well. They're not bothered by that anymore. So we're not going to rattle Man City by what we do. But we might lift our own team, and that, that's sure. all we can hope for, really. The atmosphere yeah. is not about intimidating Man City. They're, not, they're, they're past that now. They're over that whole Anfield thing. You know, they've come here last season and, like, at times played us off the park. And, uh, you know, we, we got a draw that day, and we were a bit fortunate to come away with a draw. And I just feel like, yeah, they've put that behind them now. That whole Anfield factor, that, that was definitely in City's heads. It, it was definitely a factor. It isn't anymore. But it might be for us. It might just yeah. give us the lift that we need. I mean, traditionally we have been. Uh, that's when we've been at our best as a crowd, isn't it? When we're when we're facing those tougher odds, and we we are facing a little bit of adversity, and yeah. there's a sense that things are kind of going against us. So maybe you know, I, I envisage it being really, really good and really loud on Sunday. But like you say, all dependent on whether we can have a decent start and not fall behind early, as yeah. we have in 14 of the last 20 games. Uh, so far this season, I'm I'm still looking forward to it. Anyway, it's gonna be my first game of the season. Um, 
And I've it just so works out that I've never seen Guardiola City. Like I've, I've probably seen every other team in the league once or twice. You know, considering I live in the states, I probably get to like six or eight games a season, which isn't too bad really. But mm. it's just never fallen that I've uh, that I've seen them. So I'm kind of looking forward to being there for a, for a City game because you know, just just for the occasion and everything. But um, also hoping it's not just like a, some surrealistic nightmare <laughs> as well. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we'll I think the the most alarming aspect of it is what what result would surprise you more: us winning two one or City winning four nil. Us winning two one. I I think that would surprise me more as well, yeah. and that's so like defeatist, and I hate even voicing that out loud. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like a bad yeah. shit house for even saying that, <laughs> but. It's again. I think a lot of it just comes down to like the the, the Harlan thing. And you know what? Like I was arguing with my dad tonight. So like it, it pissed me off. He said something like, "You know, City get Harlan's and we get that big donkey or something like that." And I was like, "Hang on, this is not an either or situation." Like City paid his agent fucking fifty million quid, and he's on like a reported nine hundred grand a week. So it's it's you're comparing like apples and oranges here. This is not like. We chose Nunez over Haaland. It was like never. He's spitting facts, though, Ed, isn't he? Like, on the surface of it, he's absolutely right. No, but he was right. talking and like we had a choice in the matter. I'm like, that, that was not on the table. Maybe he was just bemoaning the situation, like, you know, with the ownership. No, he wasn't. He was just and... trying to get at me with, for, for, yeah. for Darwin. He was like, he's definitely but just like poking. But, like, he was, he was ripping him like seconds before he scored. That was the beauty yeah. of it. It was like he was ripping into him, and it just got right in his face. I was like, ah, in your face, that one's for you. <laughs> and he went uh, he's just stood there and tapped that in everyone else has done all the work and he's done that I could have scored that and I'm like oh. but you'd have dived on him if he'd have, if he'd have missed he'd have been all over that but he puts it away and still can't get any credit so yeah but like that that wound me up to c- comparing like Nunez and, and Haaland and not because like my dad just said it tonight but it's a general point you know mm-hmm. it, it's not it's not a fair comparison like when you look at what they actually paid for him and people are like saying, oh, you know, they got him for like 40-odd million, whatever it was. No, they didn't. They did not at all. The total cost of those two deals. He's costing them three times as much as what Darwin's costing us. Yeah. It's that facile level of analysis that you get from most people, though, isn't it? Like, most people aren't looking at it on that deeper level. No, and it just uh, pisses me off. Yeah, I can see it. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Hey, anyway, like... Let's hope that it's another version of the Charity Shield and uh, Darwin's the one who's wheeling away in celebration and uh, Harlan's the one who can't score from two yards out. Yeah. Because um, we quite enjoyed that, didn't we? Oh. I was calling him Ha-Harland and everything. <laughs> so this is your fault. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, probably. You fucking jinxed it. Everything else is, so why shouldn't yeah. this be? Hey, listen, um, I'm looking forward to Sunday regardless. Um, it's going to be, a, you know, I'm... Looking forward to seeing everybody. I'm looking forward to getting back into the stadium. Um, how long that lasts for, we'll see. Um, but hopefully, we'll be coming back to you um, on Sunday night with smiles on our faces again. Uh, come on, Reds. Let's uh, let's do the business. Yeah, fingers crossed. Nice one. Catch you soon. Well, the best word I can say, but uh, we'll describe this was boom. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what was this? It was really good.